All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Around the Cooler, the fantasy football podcast. Again, my name is Brady, joined by my co-host, Dean and Frank. What's up, boys? What's happening? What's going on? How was your guys' weekend? Just got off work, pumped to record this episode, and deep dive into these rookies. Yeah, you drove from where, Dean? Power? San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. And we are in Menifee. Yep. For those that don't know, that's about... Across the desert. Yeah. <laughs> north <laughs> of the wall. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm north of the wall now. So yeah. thank you for showing, Dean. I appreciate it. Frank, how was yours, man? It was pretty cool. I went to a, went to a concert on Friday. You went tight. to a rave. Ah, went to a concert. rave? You went to a rave. I went to go see a DJ at a nightclub. Yeah. Did you do Molly, bro? No. No, I, just, I got I got pretty hammered. That was a good time. <laughs> Is that why you're not drinking today? No, I was so no no. I just I got shit to do today. I don't feel like drinking. Okay, so. I gotta right. go to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta clean my house. I yeah. can't drink. All right, cool guys. Well, awesome. So today's podcast, we're gonna touch more on the dynasty aspect of fantasy football. Uh, it's gonna be more focused on that this time. Uh, we will touch a little bit on redraft, but again, more dynasty focused today. So we're going over uh, running backs and tight ends today, specifically rookie running backs and tight ends. Uh, we're going to tell you guys what we see on each prospect and how we think the player will project in the NFL and whether or not they'll be fantasy relevant. And then additionally, we're going to give you guys some uh, good fantasy landing spots or fantasy landings, landing spots that we think will be good. Um, but yeah, but before that, I do want to get into a bit of NFL news uh, that is fantasy relevant. And that's to my boy Jamison Williams. Oh, <laughs> love to little hear. little rough with Jamo. Uh, for those that don't know, Jamo was just busted for gambling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and the sad part is, guys, it wasn't even on games. For what I read, it was I I don't know what it was on, but it wasn't on games. But apparently, what he did was he bet on something inside of the stadium. That's my favorite part. While they were playing games, but it wasn't games that he bet on. So. I don't know. It's so like yeah, was, it's not like a Calvin Ridley situation where he's like, "Yo, my boys aren't going to cover." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, he got six games, uh, which is a rough blow to Jamison Williams' fantasy Which is light owners. because the other lines receiver got straight cut because yeah. Was suspended I mean, for we year. all know Quentin why they Cephas. got cut. Cephas didn't. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I like, mean, it's Quentin Cephas though. Yeah, that but guy Jam- was cut yeah. material before he got busted. He flashed. Gambling. He flashed one game in the preseason. Once. He's a human being, Frank. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so Jamison got six games, right, guys? Uh, and again, like I was, the point I was trying to make is that's a big blow to you know any fantasy owners, specifically dynasty owners, who were expecting that he was going to be a solid wide receiver two this year. I mean, he still can be, but you're not getting them. Until last year, he was first round rookie draft capital. Yeah, I mean, last year. Number one wide receiver on some boards. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, number one wide out on some boards. He played a little bit, though. You could have bunt. Yeah, he he played second half of the year. I mean, he had a couple touchdowns. Yeah, Yeah, he flashed. I mean, he flashed for sure, which is why, uh, you know, owners of him in Dynasty, per se, like myself, were so excited for this upcoming season because we thought he could be something really special in that Detroit offense. But obviously, now we have to wait six Six games. But we'll see. I don't know. Maybe he gets in a little sooner. Yeah. Maybe he gets in a little later. I don't know. Let's we crack him. Let's crack him. Yeah, let's crack him to Jamo. Let's crack him to all those fantasy owners that own him because it's a sad day. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll, right. you'll get the second half of next year. Dude. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> this one's for you. This one's for Jamo. <laughs> Cheers, Jamo. Uh, all right. <sighs> so, again, guys, uh, today's episode, we're going to dive into running backs and tight ends, uh, rookies coming in to the league. 
D, I know you're uh, interested in this class, particularly on the running back side. You I'm salivating at this running back class. <clears throat> There's definitely one running back that sits head and shoulders above the rest, but the class overall, in my opinion, is fairly deep. And a lot of these guys, it's going to depend where they land. You know, and I I think it's interesting because there's such a deep pool of running backs coming in. And on the flip side, if you look at the NFL landscape, there's a lot of running backs starting to hit that 28, 29 point, you know, where 28, 29 years old. And that's kind of when the cliff starts. Mm -hmm. And these are some backs that we've kind of leaned on over the last few years. So, I mean, do you guys have a back that you think this is it? Their time is up? I have a, I have an interesting one. I don't want to hear you guys take on it. Well, I I have two. Can I give two? I'll give two really quick. Fuck it. So, my lock one is Zeke. I mean, I think that's obvious. <laughs> that's low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's a wow. You one. gave us that introduction yeah. for that yeah, shit pick. I know, I'm sorry. And, and I'm looking outside, you. and the freaking sky is blue. Yeah, I'm hanging on my seat over here. Like yeah, this guy's gonna throw out well, some that's good why, stuff. That's why I wanted to. This is gonna be sneaky. Nah. But here, but here's the sneaky one. Here's he's the not on one. a team, bro. I know. <laughs> You're right. Here's the sneaky one, though. Here's the sneaky one. Derrick Henry, 30 years old. Okay. I mean, yes. Now I'm intrigued. He came off a great season. He's had great seasons. But again, 30 he's on the wrong side of 30 or going into the wrong side of 30. I think he had over 300 carries last year. I mean, eventually that 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 tear on your body is going to catch up to you. I mean, he was hurt the season before for half of the year. That's true. So, so I mean, obviously he has an injury history so as well. So this is the year. This this is is I think this is the year where we start to see a decline in King Henry. Um, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I do have a pick, I think, for the running backs, who I think would be a good replacement over there. But, yeah, I think this year, King Henry, you're going to start to see a decline. What about you, Frank? I got another low-hanging fruit, another guy that's <laughs> not out on team. Is it? Leonard Fournette. I mean, he, for, for the time that he played last year, he played he played all right. Um, he didn't replicate the success he had the season prior, and a lot of that was predicated on the Tampa Bay offense being crappy, right? So what happens this year? He asks for his release. He gets cut. He has not been signed anywhere. And if that's not, like, the biggest red flag to me i don't know what it is like if a team isn't even giving you a shot that's kind of scary right yeah it's basically yeah. the same situ- situation with zeke although i'd say zeke is for sure done rashad white came in and performed well too exactly yeah. you think yeah. zeke is like for, you don't think any team's going to take a chance on zeke i mean he, he's got to go somewhere that has like no, a phenomenal offensive a line he'll go to a team but he's not going to be the guy he's just not the guy that he's not the back that he was yeah yeah like i don't expect wider sorry running back one numbers out of from him anymore yeah. He's going to be a pain in the ass because you're going to have the other back and Zeke's going to come in and take those goal line touches. Yeah. And it's going to piss you off yeah. week in and yep. week out. Um, my back, maybe this is a little bit of low-hanging fruit as well, but it's it Joe Zeke? Mixon. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Now, so he is on a football team still. He's having a ton of off-the-field issues, but I think they were getting ready to cut bait on him prior to that because they got to pay their man Joe Burrow. And, and those they, receivers. And they need to pay T, H- T. Higgins. Higgins. Both Most of importantly. So and Chase. Yeah, yes. well, I mean, he's got a little more time than T, but yeah. T's about to be. Yeah, yeah. To be so, T, so T Higgins is up right now. Mm-hmm. Mixon has been productive. He had a good le- year last but year. But his overall, like looking at the metrics, like he's definitely more volume. Yeah. He got injured again. Yep. And P. Ryan came in and was very serviceable from a fantasy aspect and an NFL aspect as well. So I see them drafting the, his replacement this year. Yeah. But 
Yep. I think that's a solid pick. Damn, my dynasty team is looking like absolute trash. Yeah, after I mean, season. that's yeah. what happens when you go all in the yeah. first year, dude. Well, they were. I had Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette looking pretty solid for the last few years, and now they're just <laughs> cutting. And you're hoping to hit on a <laughs> ship, and you did not get one. Nope. Damn, that maybe sucks. Next, maybe next year, bro. Maybe in the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So let's dive in, dude. Let's talk about the chosen one. Let's the chosen one. Yeah, let's talk about him. Um, so looking at this rookie running back class, you know, I'm going to be honest, guys. Looking at these na- I mean, names are one thing, but tape tells me something different. I think some of these guys are actually going to be zero fantasy relevant. I think a good chunk of them are going to be zero fantasy relevant. And I think there's only one dude in particular who will be fantasy relevant right off the rip. And that's who D alluded to, the crown jewel of the class, Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson. My man Bijan. He's a little um I was actually surprised to find out this. I thought he was bigger than what he's actually listed as. So in terms of height. So he's he was officially listed as five eleven. I thought for sure he was on the the six foot side, but he's not. Uh 5'11, roughly 215. Very similar. I mean, D, you can attest to this as well, but he all the say quad comps are valid. Every single one. Yes. The guy's built like a freaking truck, dude. I mean, his he's just a tank. Uh runs between tackles well, runs outside of tackles well, catches the ball extremely well. I think he was underutilized in that aspect at Texas. Um, but yeah, I think just going off you know, his body of work, he's clearly far and away the best incoming running back in this class, and it's not even close. I completely agree, bro. He is he is fantasy gold, whether it's redraft or dynasty, because yeah. he has the makings of a three-down back. He does. And I think a lot of us fantasy players are holding our breath to see where he will land. Yep. You don't see a lot of running backs get drafted in the first round anymore. You don't. But he is the undisputed running back that deserves first round capital mm-hmm. and in my eyes everyone can use a Bijan robinson now that said there's plenty of teams that have strong running backs that aren't going to draft him but i have a hard time looking at the draft board and like where's this guy going to go yeah he can go in the top 10 he could go and he could fall to the back half mm-hmm. of the first round mm-hmm. there's multiple teams that can use this guy dude yeah freaking like you said i think his hands are underrated the, his ability to just stack his moves mm-hmm. he's so fluid with his hips change of direction mm-hmm. burst breakaway speed finishes runs with authority like you love a running back that just runs somebody over he could run you over he could run around you he could run over you like yep like he's got so many bags of tricks already yeah and he hasn't even scratched the surface i feel like he's only going to get better to me he is the saquon he is the zeke elliott where He's the safest pick in this class. Easy. Yeah. From yeah. a from a dynasty standpoint, he's the undisputed one oh one. Easy. Even in a super flex where quarterbacks start, you know, kinda take precedence, he's still the first pick, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna take a quarterback first. Yeah. You're and, gonna I, roll. and I think the nice thing about Bijan too, whether or not you're playing Dynasty or redraft is Dynasty eventually he's for sure gonna be your R B one, right? Yeah. Yep. Redraft. He might, you know, start off as RB two, but he definitely has that RB one upside. No matter where he lands, I think. Honestly. Nah, in redraft, it's all dependent on where they land on mm. rookie running backs. Look at Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Yeah, but look at Bryce Brees Hall. He landed with the Jets, dude. The Jets. Yeah, that's true. And he true. started off as an RB two and was slowly making his way to RB one. Don't get me started on Brees. Hall. Uh, don't yeah. get me started on that guy either. But my, you know, like I said, Bijan for sure is the number one running back coming in this class. Yeah, he's gonna be great. 
Um, if I had to nitpick him, it's got to be his pass blocking. Does yeah, that matter yeah. for fantasy? Absolutely yeah. oh. not. Well, so. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, running backs at the NFL level are not going to get time if they can't pass block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why Brees Hall did not get the starting job out of camp last year. Mm-hmm. He he came in sparingly because he couldn't he couldn't pass block. But yeah. Bijan's a willing blocker. Like he can right. block good enough where I don't think he's going to ride the pine because I got you. because like his pass blocking. They're going to keep him on the field. That's why Zeke was so great from the rip, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zeke takes pride in his pass blocking, which is probably why his ass is going to end up on a team somewhere so he could block on third down. <laughs> yeah. Like that, dude. But yeah, another thing about Bijan too, guys, um, you know, not too big of a concern, I don't think, but he did have some fumbling issues in Texas. Yeah, uh, He had two true. last year, um, his junior season, and he had two the year before that. I know, you know, looking, you know, you don't want to look too much in that. Yeah, it's just two fumbles, but hey, man. You do one fumble in the NFL, yeah. your ass is on the bench, dude. Right. Yeah. Especially for some of these coaches. You do that in New England, you never see the light of day out there, dude. Yep. So, yeah, that is a little bit of a concern, uh, his, you know, the ability to hold on to the rock. Also, he does have a bit of a minor injury history. Um, you know, last year he was injured for a little bit of time with an elbow injury. And then year before that, he did have some neck strains issues. So, yeah, we'll see. But overall, I still think, he's, you know. He's the do-it-all back, guys. Yeah. He could run through the tackles. He could bounce outside. He could catch the ball. Is the, can he? Is there a concern with that, though? Because he only caught 19 balls last year. Or is that just so a product of that offense? That's the I was trying to make where he was underutilized in that He was underutilized. Okay. And his counterpart, which we'll touch on a little bit, Roshan Johnson, was also very good at catching the mm-hmm. ball, probably better than Bijan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think they utilized him a little bit more. Yeah. Not an exclusive, like, hey, this is the third down back, but he the kind of change of pace back where they'd come in and they would throw him more yeah. on the wheel routes. But gotcha. I, I want to say he had Bijan had a touchdown or two where they just sent him on the wheel route and yeah. he, just, he caught the ball in stride like a wide receiver that's, you know contested catches not a problem yeah that's definitely his most route i mean on the wheel route he's absolutely dangerous so um but yeah he definitely needs to be utilized more in that aspect and i think no matter where he lands they're gonna you know whoever yeah. they're gonna try and get in the ball in open space whether through beat catches or you know this isn't like where i think he's gonna get drafted but i think a very ideal landing spot for him if he falls this far would be the cowboys that is the most Jerry Jones move, in my opinion. You know, got this Texas boy, went to school out here, University of Texas. Jerry ain't going to let that boy leave the, leave the state. Man. We all know Jerry loves the big names, dude. Yeah, and that's, so. a, that's a splash move. They just lost Zeke. You know, take a seat, Tony Pollard. No <laughs> shot he gets that far, though. I'm 26? I He's still a running I don't back, know. He stu- <sighs> that's the thing. He's still a running You back. have to remember, the, the that position is getting devalued. No, more I get that. There's just, there's just teams up there that I think even in that later half of the draft that I think are going to go running back, especially so, with that talent there. What's a good spot for you, Frank? Where do you think, where do you think is an ideal spot for him to land? I mean, 21, the chargers, baby. Oh God, dude. That's, that's, I couldn't do it. That's dude. it. That's <laughs> it right there. Oh, that's, I love it. I mean, it's just like, if you just look at the situation there uh, with uh, Austin Eckler, he's another running back that's getting up there in age. Like, yeah, he's they, there. They almost traded him just now, you know? And so for sure, he's not going to be there next year. Right, and so they draft the replacement now, and even if he has to learn how to pass block, that that gives him time to do so. See, dude, and I love that. But he's not going to be fantasy relevant his first year. That's the problem, dude. That's yeah. not a good landing spot this season. I mean, it's a good landing Re- spot if you're for a Charger redraft, fan. For redraft, <laughs> like that takes him because right now, like good landing spot, he's going in the first round yep. mm-hmm. of a redraft. But you see that, 
Yeah. He slides. They both mm-hmm. slide, dude. Oh, 100%. And, and Austin was RB1, you know, PPR, of course. So that's a hit for both of them. That cuts the value in half. Like, at that point, that completely muddles the backfield. I don't think the Chargers make that move, but it's also not out of the picture because I know the Chargers don't really draft need. They go, they trust their board 100%. Yep. So if he's the highest guy on their board, which he probably is from a talent standpoint, they'll make that pick. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but it's very, it's just, I don't know. I don't right, know. right. What, what about you, bro? Uh, so I got an interesting one. I was thinking about this last night. And in terms of like immediate impact, I know someone's already there as a starter right now. But I think the Bucks are an interesting landing spot for Bijan. That's a scary spot. They brought him in. They Him and the Eagles yeah, were the only two I, you teams. know, I, I almost leaned Eagles. I just thought that was too easy. But, you know, I wanted to make this interesting. But I think the Bucks are an interesting spot for him. Obviously, they have Rashad White there uh, going into the this season, going to be the starter. But, I mean, just we all can agree Bijan yeah. blows him away in terms of talent, and he would start immediately day one over there. And on top of that, they have the line to get him the space he needs to operate and be his best self. So yeah. I think Bijan at the Bucks would be a super solid uh, fantasy spot for him, whether it be redraft or dynasty. Nice, bro. Nice. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to dive into Jameer Gibbs. Arguably the number two running back. There is a tier break. I would say Bijan is tier one, and this is the start of tier two. Mm-hmm. Bijan Gibbs. So it goes Bijan Robinson, Bijan 50 feet of shit, and <laughs> yeah, everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> now, Gibbs Gibbs has a path. There is definitely a path for him to be really, really good from a fantasy standpoint. Um, Bama running back, 5'9", 199 pounds, ran a 4'3'6", so he's got that burner speed. The man is fast. He's explosive. You could see it on tape. He's got great hands. That said, with his speed and his hands and his slight build, he kind of projects, in my opinion, to not be a three-down back. Mm -hmm. So his landing spot is going to be key to determine, like, what his true value is going to be. Here's an interesting fact. He actually had the least amount of carries in this entire draft class. Yeah. So even Bama didn't trust him to shoulder the load. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that said, I could see a situation where I think he could be sliding on draft day. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of depends where he's going to go. Uh, but with his speed, his agility, his lateral movement, like he's going to be a weapon in the passing game for one of these teams. The hard part is I just don't see him being that guy that where you could trust to give like 15, 20 carries a game. Yeah. I think he's going to be a little bit more of a gadget player. Um, I see him a bit in the mold of like a Travis Etienne. You know, where they're going to try and put him in space. The difference is between him and Etienne is they both excel when they get in space and getting to the outside mm-hmm. where um, you want. I, I like to see my running backs pound the rock through the middle mm-hmm. and stuff. That's not really the strength of Gibbs game. You know, he, he likes to use his speed, his agility. He's great in open space. That's why teams love to. Th- that's why Bama loved to throw him the ball. Um, so that's kind of the knack for me. Um, but he's so elite with his speed and his agility. It's he's gonna he's a mismatch. He's pretty much he's a mismatch. He runs his routes like a wide receiver. They'd line him out in the slot from time to time. Good natural hands. I could see him getting used to special teams as a kick returner. But I don't know, man. Like I I feel like he's the number two back. But I could also see him as the number four back. Like he just makes me nervous from yeah. that standpoint. Yeah, I agree. I you know. Like we kind of touched on already, there's Bijan and there's everybody else, right? Yeah. So, I mean, 
Jamari's the second best behind Bijan. Yeah. But like you said, I don't see him really making a dent as an RB one. Didn't but, break a ton of tackles. Yeah, it doesn't break. Yeah, it doesn't break a ton of tackles. I mean, he is what he is, dude. And he's a he's a pass catching specialist yeah. out of the backfield. That's yeah. who he is. And there's a those are a dime a dozen in the NFL these days. I mean, you could theoretically put him on any team as an RB two, and I'm sure he would produce. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and very little, but you know, yeah, agree with you, D. I don't think he's making a dent too much fantasy wise. Yeah, and it, from a dynasty standpoint. He's definitely going in the first round mm-hmm. and stuff. If yeah. it's if we're not if we're talking single QB, he's definitely going in the top five. Mm-hmm. You know, super flex, he's probably going to fall more back in. Yep. But if one of these other running backs lands in a favorable spot, like I think he can get jumped in my rankings. Really? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Um, as far as like optimal landing spot, this is this is tough for me to say as a Charger fan. Mm-hmm. I see Kansas City drafting him, dude. Me too. Because. His speed, his, his speed, and his speed reminds me of Jamal Charles. Mm. The way he runs reminds me of Jamal Charles. So it's going to be a little confusing because I kind of made it seem like eh, he's kind of a gadgety player. Mm-hmm. But when he has the ball in his hands, that's what he looks like. Mm-hmm. The difference was Jamal Charles was that guy. He mm-hmm. was that three-down running back, yep. and I just don't see that in his game. But what makes him dangerous in going to Kansas City is the fact that he's going to be with Andy Reid. And he's going to scheme up plays for him. So I see him kind of becoming the lightning to um, the thunder. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's the freaking running back's name, dude? The mm. uh, the Kansas City guy. Got Jack McKinnon. Oh, Pacheco. Pacheco. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. McKinnon. Yeah. Whatever McKinnon. No. Gibbs is going to take the game. <laughs> 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 but I see Pacheco being the thunder. I see Gibbs being the lightning. And I see those two just being the pain in the ass for the rest of the NFL. Interesting tidbit about this guy. He was clocked at 23, 23.3 miles per hour on one of his 70-yard touchdown runs. One of his 70-yard touchdown runs. Ooh, yeah. One. That's yeah. crazy. That is Great crazy. contact balance, but he he could still go down easily because he's he's not that big, dude. He's yeah. a yeah, small he's running back. Yeah, he is That's small. an issue with some of these guys. Like, this is, you know. Issue with a lot of them, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. The, the whole draft class seems undersized, in my opinion, but. Yeah, the whole draft class seems overrated, to be honest. <laughs> it did, dude. We were so hyped for this class. Yeah, we were. I and mean, you know, they this is a, this up, is a like, good class. This is a good. It class. is a good class. There's solid players in but this class. I but think, I think, no, the, the I hype mean, got a little out of control. It did. Yeah. For yeah. Sure now that did. we're deep diving into it, we're kind of seeing what they really are. Yeah, for sure it did. For me, I like, um, you know, a good fantasy landing spot for for Jamari. I think. What do you guys think about the Pats? I mean, they love. Those pass catching backs. Yeah, his name was there for years. Uh, so he'd be the change of pace. Yeah, change for of pace behind Ramon J. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, why am I drawing a blank on his name? I loved him, dude. James White. James White. Thank yeah. you so much. Yes, James White was there for years. Filled that role to a T. Uh, I can do- totally see Jamari there doing the same. I saw that comp too, dude. <clears throat> did you? But yes, I did. But he's more explosive to me. He's definitely more explosive than yeah. James White. He's a better athlete than James White for sure. I'm just thinking more based on what he does extremely well would complement that team yeah. to what they want to do. Yeah. Right. So like obviously on third downs, Pats love to yeah. look to their back. And let me make it clear, like what Gibbs does, his strengths are elite. Yeah. His speed, his quickness, his yep. pass his pass catching, his yep. his route running. Yeah, I was gonna say his they route are, running they are top elite. tier for a running back. They are very elite. So you're gonna hear a lot of Kamara comps. I was just gonna say that a lot of Jamal Charles comps, and I 100% see that. So do not sleep on this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he is going to be 
he will probably be fantasy relevant from the standpoint that he's going to put up numbers. Now, does that mean he's going to come in and be like Bijan and like, oh, he's a top 10 running back right away for no. fantasy? No. Maybe second half of the year, though. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, but landing spot is going to be key for him. And I just don't I don't love the Kamara comp because Kamara is one bigger, mm-hmm. stronger, mm-hmm. and Kamara is strong in between the tackles. That's, and that's not what this you guy don't want does. You a right hook from that guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nice, bro. No, um, poor Kamara. Dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, that guy's kind of a piece of trash dude yeah he's done dude yeah Yeah. he's definitely done dude. he's done they're gonna find his replacement for sure yeah yeah i think you know at the nfl level man speed kills and this is what this guy presents right you bring you introduce him into an offense like kansas city or you know somebody that schemes even the rams you know those types of that's a good types of places yeah i mean all all you need to do especially if you get a head coach a head coach like andy Reid or Mm -hmm. mcveigh that scheme to the players abilities that guy ain't gonna be you know, pass yeah. blocking. If he's in a package, he's out there for screens or some type of route running. So that's a scary landing spot if he goes to Kansas City, man. Oh yeah, that is, like, man. Just that's give Patrick that Mahomes another goddamn weapon. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty filthy if he goes yeah. there. And that's kind of where he. That's he's right there. That's what the analysts are saying. Like he's gonna fall to the end of the first, early second. Yeah, he's easily picked in the first fifty picks. Oh yeah, yeah. He's definitely going. Yeah, uh, yeah. second round latest. Yeah. All right, who's next, dude? So that would be me. Um, we're going to look at the guy out of UCLA, Zach Charbonnet. Give me so a glass a, of Charbonnet. He's Charbonnet, a, baby. He's a big guy. I mean, I think this is one of the bigger backs in the entire draft. That six feet, they got him listed at 215. Um, he was very productive in UCLA. Let's see. Um, you know, he runs with a great overall size and strength, has excellent speed. Um, this running back, he runs between the tackles. I would say this guy kind of profiles as more as a three-down back. He does. So, yep. I don't know. What do you guys think here? No, 100%. And he he could have went out last year, he, mm-hmm. so he transferred. Yep. So, I think a lot of people thought he was going to come out last year and probably project as, like, the number three to four back, but he went back to school. Mm-hmm. But he did have a productive year at UCLA. I like him, dude. Uh, he definitely has the size that I think NFL teams like from a prototypical running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... I think he plays with that size too. He's a little bit of an upright runner, yeah. But he's got pretty decent speed, mm-hmm. and he flashes his power when he needs to. Like I feel like when he's running, like in space, he doesn't really show it as much. But if he's more like in a third, early third, like third and short or a goal line situation, he puts his head down and he's got that power in his legs to really drive the ball. Yeah. So. Yeah, in the draft, he or the over the combine, his his shuttle was really bad. Like one of the worst of the running backs, which tells me he's not very shifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. like north that's and a, south. That's runner. a that's a big um, uh, metric for running backs too. Yeah, the shuttle. Like, yeah, to, to determine success in the NFL. And I kind of just want to allude to D's point as well in terms of like he's a very upright runner, so that's going to cause problems. I think in the next level, he needs to be a little more shifty, like we were alluding to right here. Mm-hmm. But. <clears throat> Yeah, he definitely profiles as a three down back. He's going to be your bruiser, whoever Good drops hands. him. Yeah, yep. he does have great hands. Yeah. And he was uh, underutilized in that aspect at UCLA, too. Didn't catch a lot of balls, I don't think. Um, but he does have good hands. Um, yeah. Decent burst, I would say. Um, I don't know about decent. I I thought he had a. I think he was more like. He ran a 4 5. When I saw him in the field, dude, like I just felt like it's not like he was super fast. I think he was just big. Like he had long strides. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. And it's yeah. like. And he didn't have like that break, like he didn't have that like 
zero to 60, mm-hmm. I think it was a lot more of a build up speed. Yes. You know, like he, there were a lot of times where he was getting caught. Yeah. Like you want to like, Oh, he's going to break it. And then he gets caught. Yeah. You know, I but, definitely agree with that. Yeah. Didn't have that quick burst out the gate, but yeah, if he gets downhill, he definitely can break away. I see Latavius Murray. Ooh. Who was, who was a very serviceable back. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's still, still I mean, playing, man. He's still yeah. playing. Like, what's it, six, seven years? He's, not he's really still playing. fantasy relevant. I mean, he would have a couple years. But he was back in the day. Yeah, you know? I guess that's true. But, yeah. Who was my flex last year, dude? <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> Old Damn. Latavius, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know you got problems if that's your flex. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, dude. I think, I think this is the Nixon replacement. I think I think he gets drafted. I think he's got maybe got late second, third round capital. I think I think that's a good landing spot for him. I think there's some good. similarities in their game. You know, he yeah. they could run, they could catch. You know, decent pass blocker. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think they're going to cut bait with him and they're going to draft one of these backs. I think that's good too. But um, I want to reference what I was talking about earlier with King Henry. I think oh, he's a good fit with that's the Titans. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think same uh, type of runner. Yeah, he. I yeah, mean, he similar. fits that Derrick Henry mold like to a T, right? Yeah. Like three down back, bruiser, likes to get in between the tackles. Yeah, I don't. You know. I don't know. Maybe Derrick Henry plays the next three, four years, and if he does go there, he's buried on the depth chart and nothing happens. But right. you know, maybe this is the year where Henry starts to fall off, and we see Charbonnet in the Titans uniform. I bet my burning. house Derrick Henry's not playing four years from now, dude. Oh, yeah. I bet my house. <laughs> I bet my house he's not playing two years from now. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to your house. <laughs> <laughs> I got a landing spot. How about the Vikings yeah. to replace eventual? You know, Dalvin Cook starting. I think, to, th- I think they're going to cut him. No, you can't t- cut Dalvin. No, nah. can't cut Dalvin. He's too much of a Minnesota legend. Yeah, you can, dude. That would just piss the whole fan, Yo, Dalvin, fan base. You're off. cut. <laughs> well, they're they're just like that. I mean, it's out there, dude. They're trying to move him. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to move him. He's another one of those 28 year old running backs. Yep. You know, whose production's starting to decline. He was just good enough for fantasy football. Trust me, I know. I was on. <laughs> and he was I hurt a couple of weeks. Yeah. He was hurt. Like, he was just typical Dalvin Cook, dude. Hurt my shoulder again. Going to miss some time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get you. When you look at the numbers, like, oh, dude, look, those are solid numbers. But at the end of the day, like, he's scoring 28 points one game, and he's got five points the next game. Ugh, mm-hmm. So I, hate that. I think they're trying to cut bait with him, dude. I think he's going to be a cap casualty. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good spot, too, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. a good spot. So, Charbonnet. Glass of Charbonnet. Glass of Charbonnet. Yeah. Give me some of that. Cheers to Charbonnet. Cheers, Cheers. to Charbonnet. <laughs> Cheers to Charbonnet. Yeah, guys. I want to get on to Devin A-Chain. Let's get on the A-Chain. Damn, baby. I love that name, dude. <laughs> That's a great name. Running back out of Texas A&M. I'm a little hesitant on running backs out of Texas A&M. They seem to always put up huge stats and fall flat in the NFL. I'm talking about you, Isaiah Spiller. <laughs> I know you haven't gotten a lot of run over there, though. But, uh, yeah. So, this kid's interesting, guys. So, He's probably one of the smallest backs in the class, but he's also the fastest back in the class. I think yes. he ran a four three two at the combine, yep, yep. which is insanely that's fast. A lot I mean, of Gibbs comps, in my opinion. Dude. Yeah, there's, I think so too. Yeah, he's I think Gibbs light. He's literally. very Gibbs light. Yeah, uh, and to your point on Gibbs light, he can catch the ball. Didn't do too much of it at Texas A and M, but he's got soft hands. He can bring that ball in uh, on some easy passes. Uh, the issue with him, I think, is. You know, the style of running he likes to play with is in between the tackles. And due to his frame, it's a little worrisome, right? You know, I don't think that style is going to translate well to the NFL. 5'8", When you got like a 5'9". Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's like 5'8", 5'9". When you got a 5'9 guy running between 6'7 linemen, I mean, that just doesn't translate well to durability. I mean, I don't know. 
What do you guys think? Like, dude, if just looking I, at this guy's I, draft combine, he performed terribly everywhere except for speed, the four. Yeah, the speed. So like, yeah, but it's inter- I mean, like, what do you do with a guy like that? I mean, he's. He's I think he's too talented to not be kills, on an NFL man. roster. Exactly. He's too talented with his speed to not be on an NFL roster. Yeah, he's lacking in other departments, but yeah, I mean, he's got to find a home somewhere. Some, some coach is going to be able to utilize him. This is what kind of what you alluded to, bro. Like, yeah, this is a very deep running back class, mm-hmm. but from a fantasy standpoint, we really don't know how these guys are going to pan out. Like, yeah. like we're going to have to see where he lands. Yeah. Because – yeah, he's super dynamic. He's mm-hmm. got the hands. He's got the speed. He's got the toughness, but he's so freaking small, dude. Yeah. And everyone wants to go, well, Darren Sproles did it. Well, Darren Sproles was a unicorn. Yeah. yeah. That guy was a god, dude. He was yeah, a god. He was. He was a, and he was a fantasy god, too, bro. Yeah. But has there been another Darren Sproles since Not then? Known. Nope. We've seen a bunch of these tiny-ass running backs come in the league to be the next Darren Sproles, and now they're all either working at the XFL or bagging <laughs> bagging shit at Walmart, dude. Yeah, they like, are, dude. <laughs> like, that's just plain and simple. And so and this is this is the knock on A-Chain. Mm-hmm. because it's his size. Like you said, bro, like he loves to run between the tackles. Well, mm-hmm. running between the tackles in college up against Texas San Antonio Corpus Christi University <laughs> is different than running running between the tackles against the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, yeah. it is. You know what I mean? So I don't. he's not going to be able to do it, in my opinion. He's too small. Yeah. Like he's going to have to – he's going to get – he's going to get pushed to a gadget player, dude. Yeah, This I is agree. This is a comp. And like – because the tape says – explosive mm-hmm. electric like lights the tape up but my brain says he's Tariq Cohen Ooh. another small running back who found success yep. until his body quit on him yep. you know and now I think he's a professional gamer or some shit like that <laughs> but good Nothing for him he's probably making more money so yeah. but so I, I think you you can succeed with that size yeah yeah but you did not see Tariq Cohen running through the tackles yeah you know and like when Spiller went to the NFL like this guy became the guy at yeah. Texas A&M yep. because he was that talented, Yeah, you know, but everyone's that talented at college. You know, I think the speed and the size of these NFL defenses are going to be a wake up call for a chain. Like I, the ceiling is there, but the floor in my opinion is low. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, he's, I mean, to be fantasy relevant, he has to land in the perfect spot, dude. Yes. Like the coach has to like know exactly how to utilize him. Other than that, you know, like you were saying, I think he does kind of fall more into that gadget multiplayer. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. It and all depends on the line. I of mean, spot. it's exciting. Dude. I mean, like I enjoyed watching his tape, dude. Like, cause like you said, he runs hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun to watch a guy of that size, just pound the rock in between the tackles when he gets in space. Like he's going to make you miss like mm-hmm. his lateral agility. He's got good contact balance. Like, He's going to make those guys miss. Yeah. You know, now my question is like, is he going to make them miss? And he's going to, is he going to break those arm tackles in the NFL? Yeah. I'm going to say no, to be honest. That's that's my, (laughs) honestly, that's, that's my concern. I think he's just too small. Yeah. But he's got, he's got good burst, dude. He does. He's extremely fast. Zero to 60. He's got that breakaway speed. Yeah. Um, Good patience behind the line. You know what he is? He's one of those players that's going to put up 26, 27 points once every six weeks, dude. And then you're gonna be stoked if you started him. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's gonna be one of those players. I but. just, I just can't see a situation where a team's gonna draft him to be that guy. He's oh yeah, gonna he's be the definitely. Change of, he's gonna be the change of pace back. Here's the thing for me: 
it absolutely has no relevance to what he's done in college or what I think he's going to do at the pro level. I just want him to be successful just so I could see all of the fantasy team names that are going to come out of this guy's name. <laughs> like, could you imagine That's the good, good ones? Point, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely no stats or numbers, but damn, just hop on the A chain. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> um, as far as a good landing spot, I think he would be a, a good change of pace back for the Chargers, dude. <sighs> so Two Texas A&M backs, dude? Yeah, that's a dangerous yeah. game. Whether yeah, it's, it's Isaiah Spiller or Austin Eckler, I think Austin Eckler slides more into that early down role, you know, and that's because they got Kellen Moore now. Mm-hmm. He's going to bring that system. They run a little bit more of a two-back system, but I could see him coming in and being that Tony Pollard, you know, where yeah. they're going to put him in the slot and, you know, run reverses and, and just going to take those wheel routes. Exactly. Yep. That's what I see. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I actually like Miami. I don't know where um, they fall. I mean, obviously, they need a running back. I mean, they brought back Wilson, right? But I don't know what the year, uh, what his contract. They brought the whole like. backfield back. Yeah, did they? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you know, eventually at some point down the road, he could be a nice change of place player for Mike McDaniel's over there. I think he fits that system and what he wants to do well in terms of, you know, get the running backs in space, get them on the outsides. You know, if if he can adjust and you know fit more into that mold rather than just being like, you know, I want to power through yeah. these linemen. I think he could find success, but again, I don't think it's more than a third down back type of player. Yeah. Frank? Yeah. Um, got another good one. How about, uh, how about Miami? I mean, they've got a stable of running backs over I just there. Said Miami, yeah, bro. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, but man. you can run I'm with it. I, I was reading something about <laughs> run it. Run with it. Run with it. Okay. Let's yeah. Ready. It. I'm going to go. I'm give, us, give, you, us, give us <laughs> different points, bro. Give me your Miami <laughs> okay, point, dude. The, again, you know, it's <laughs> these pass catching backs that, that are like really small that seem to do well in offenses that scheme for them, right? Like, yeah. in, like um, what's what's Mike McDaniels? Yeah, the guy's a phenomenal offensive coordinator there. And he's going to. Add another tool to his tool set. And yep, another undersized tool. Yeah, to yep. and Killer sure enough, model. what 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 you have there is he's probably going to be hurt just like every other running back in that Miami running back room by week three. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So, but you got to remember, like those running backs there like to get on the outside, and McDaniel's like to use them yep. in space, right? Yeah. And that's not a chain's mold. He likes to run between the tackles. So from that point, it's a little concerning. But for me, like I said, if Ooh, McDan- if he does go there, and McDaniel's can get him to conform to that type of running. Yep. I think that's a good spot. Yeah, I yeah. mean, a lot of but, there's a lot of always there's always like a lot of pre-snap movement there too. They're always constantly moving fucking players around left mm-hmm. and right, just trying to throw See, the defense but off. Like, but to that point, Brady, like I don't like that, dude. I don't want to draft whether it's a running back, quarterback, whatever. Like, I don't want to draft. I don't want to see a guy drafted that's not built that for that team. Fit. Yeah, that doesn't fit. Like, hey, we're gonna draft you, but we're gonna build you to do this. Dude. Yeah, like it doesn't point. work. Like that just nine times out of ten that doesn't work out. Yeah. from a fantasy standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. I don't yeah, know we'll where he goes. A la Isaiah Spiller with the Chargers, who's done absolutely nothing. Dude, I still like Spiller at the Chargers. He just dude. needs some run. And he, ne- and he, he learns just, how to block. Did you just say running. a running back that doesn't yeah, run? He just doesn't run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Yeah. XFL. So, next on our list, we have Tank Bigsby, running back out of Auburn, 6 feet, 210. Ran a 4.5640. Ran behind arguably one of the worst offensive lines I've seen on tape. And that said, Tank was very solid. He he doesn't look like he's going to be anywhere near like the top back in this class, but by no means do I think he was the worst back in this class. And you hear the name Tank Bigsby, you think like, oh, this guy is going to bowl some people over. Yep. He was surprisingly elusive. Like that's the one thing that I caught. Like he was fairly patient behind the line because his line was so terrible, mm-hmm. you know, but he was – 
shifty, elusive, and he had that power to his game. You know, I wouldn't say he was a tank, but he could put his shoulder down and run somebody over when he needed and kind of push push the ball a little bit. Yep. He's still a little bit of an upright runner, mm-hmm. but he played with some good bursts, dude. You know, he had a nice blend of elusiveness and the power, quick movements, could process the defense pretty well, did have some fumbling issues. Um, so, and I don't really see him being more of a third down guy because, like, I guess pass pro, I mean, he can catch the ball, but I wouldn't say that was his strength by any means. Like, I think he'd be a good fit for, like, a zone scheme, mm-hmm. you know, in the NFL. Yeah. And he's got that size already. He's got the NFL frame. Um, he definitely looked to me like a one, one cut and go. Like, I already used the Latavius Mary comp, but, like, I kind of see that again, dude. Like, yeah, you know, he sees the hole and he hits it. Right. And that's pretty much it. You know, and he's just like one cut, one speed. That said, like there's enough. He's well-rounded enough where I could see him projecting as a three-down back in the right situation. Yeah, yeah he's big, man. 5'11", 210. Yeah. Six feet. Yeah. He's six feet. Yeah, he crosses six feet mold. He, he Honestly, he reminds me of Zach. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, like, a little bit of Zach. Um, yeah. You know, very similar running styles. Both have similar issues in terms of their weaknesses. You know, both upright runners. Yeah. Keep an eye where he lands. Yeah, definitely. It it will be it will be interesting to see. And like like you said, D, he did run behind a terrible offensive line and put up great stats. So yeah. some know. fumbling issues. Yeah, a little bit. Um so that kind of knocked and again, yeah, that's always bit. concerning, especially translating to the NFL. We don't want that. But yeah, definitely I think landing spot's gonna be the biggest factor with this running back. Um it's gonna be a make or break for him. Yeah. yeah, I'm just watching this guy's tape, man, because you guys obviously know way more college than I do. And this guy, you're right, D, is like one cut downhill. Yep. But he's what I'm seeing is hard to bring, he's hard to bring down. Yeah. People yeah, are having trouble bringing this guy down. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you're seeing problems with his offensive line, and he's able to cut it outside and still take it and still get to that end. So yeah. he's, he's got some really good bursts and some really good speed there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like to Brady's point, this guy ends up in a, in a really solid spot with a good yeah. offensive line. I'd like Fucking to sky's with, the limit. I'd like to see him with the Rams. I think, you know, I think he'd be there. I think he, I don't, I feel like Cam Akers isn't the answer. Yeah, he kind of showed up near the end of the year. I was going to say, he did put stuff. on some good games. He did put up some good games, year. but I, I mean, like, between trying to get traded and all that stuff, all the issues he was having with the coaching staff, like, they're going to try and find the replacement back. And I think he's more of a natural running back mm-hmm. than Cam Akers, where Cam Akers is just a really good athlete. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. I think they're going to find the running back. I mean, I could see Charbonnet going there. I could see a bunch of these running backs going there. But I think the Rams would be a good landing spot for him, mm-hmm. ultimately. How about the Bengals? Yeah, dude. I yeah. think he fits that mold perfectly. Yeah, like, like, very said, similar sim- style to Joe Mixon. Yeah, Ru- yeah. Kind of runs up right. Yeah. Like, one-cut guy. But um, I don't just don't know how much of the pass catching he's got. Because yeah. in Cincy, you got to be able to catch the ball. Yeah. 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 That's so. true. Frank, you stole mine. I also think he'd be a good fit on the Bengals as well. Nice. Um, you know, he fits that mold. And you got to remember, the Bengals are just going to throw the ball. So they yeah. just need someone to run it from time to time. And Tank fix that mold. So All right. It's Joe Cool's, Joe Cool's team there, bro. So yep, looks like that's up, right. <laughs> up next, we got Frank, Kendry Miller. Oh, yeah. Um, hold on one second. Bring up my stuff here. Kendry. Where are you, Kendry? I was bummed he was injured. I wanted to see him play. In the college football playoffs, he's all right, man. He's nothing special. It's the guy from TCU. <laughs> yeah, this so, is true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm watching this guy's tape, right? And a lot of what he reminds me of is 
he runs between the tackles really well over at TCU. What I do notice is that they everything looks like it comes out of shotgun formation, which is slightly concerning there. As a running back, you gotta be able to run out of that eye formation, right? He's big, he's strong, he's powerful. He's gonna he's gonna hit you right in the mouth. He's really good behind between the tackles. And so, like, this is gonna be a crazy comp, but he kinda reminds me of a Dalvin Cook, the way he runs. Ooh, that's high. I Let's mean, continue. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm interested. I'm, you know, Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook's the man. I'm saying, like, yeah. running style, how physical he is, and he's got he, he's burst like in and out of his cuts so quickly. So, I mean, he's got top end speed there, but not much pass catching ability like Dalvin. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Dalvin mm. can catch, dude. Yeah, Dalvin running style, Dalvin. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. other part, I don't really know because it doesn't look like they threw the ball a lot at TCU. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't really love Miller, dude. I mean, I feel like the the production was there this year, you know. But and I was that's why I was really hoping I wanted to see him play in the college football playoff, and he got injured because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to see him play against better competition, you know. And he's got some explosiveness, uh, but like overall, like he just seemed like a really clunky runner. Yeah. To me. Yeah. So he, yeah, to your point, dude, he does have some explosiveness to it to his game. Uh, once he hits the hole in their space, he does have great downfield speed. I think him and um, Zach Evans, which we'll get into a little bit later, um, had probably the top downhill speed um, or probably do have the top downhill speed coming into this draft. But, yeah, Kendrick, I mean, this guy's not really moving the needle for me much, to be honest, in terms of, yeah, you know, NFL just, profile or fantasy. Yeah, relevance. not, much, not yeah. much work in the pass pro. He <clears throat> just, you know, wasn't very crisp didn't get asked to catch the ball too much like he just didn't have like multiple gears to me he just mm-hmm. seemed like a one speed kind of guy mm-hmm. it's definitely Instead. outside top 10 running backs yeah like, of this draft class of the oh so you he's outside the top 10 for you yeah oh wow okay yeah i mean he's he's definitely not in my top five that's for sure i mean I, he to me he profiles as a later he was later round pick and he's gonna be a backup he's gonna handcuff somebody dude like that's that's just what I see. Like I just don't see him being fantasy relevant in redraft this year. Probably middle of the second round rookie draft. And once again, dude, like we're gonna keep hammering this, but like I gotta see where this guy lands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's you know, like there's a path there. There's a path there. But I just feel like he's just gonna underwhelm. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's because his last name's Miller, but I just instantly think of Lamar Miller. Yeah. You know, where <laughs> like you just like like you're just thinking, like, dude, like, yeah, like you're replacing Arian Foster. Do you remember how like, high everyone had hopes for yes, that guy dude. for years? Yes. It's like all he needs is a chance. Yeah, Come on, just baby. give him the chance. Yeah. Oh, he's got it. Oh, he still <laughs> sucks. Like, <laughs> oh, he's still trash. Yeah, it's still bad. Alfred Blue's taking touches. Oh my God, I remember <laughs> <Alfred> that. <Blue. laughs> oh man. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I think as far as landing spot, <sighs> New England. New England. I mean, like they just—they're just constantly drafting running backs. You know what I mean? Like, and this is what this is what now th- year three for Ramondre. So yeah, he's probably on his way out in Bill Belichick's mind. So <sighs> yeah, I was thinking when he's getting started. Yeah, I was thinking, and not obviously as a frontline starter, but maybe not even as a second back. But Eagles, we know they like to utilize their running backs out the roof out there. Yeah, he's definitely a body they could use out there. You Jordan know? Howard's a solid comp. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, I think so. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a great, great comp. Yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah. Yeah, and he was fantasy relevant. So yep, he was his first yeah. year. With the, and you know the, the Eagles. Yeah, you know the Eagles will be able to utilize him to where he could probably put up fantasy production. But I mean, again, I don't think he's moving the needle too much in terms yeah. of fantasy. I relevance. agree. Yeah, I mean, all right, guys. 
Or Frank, did you want to touch on something? <sighs> just I don't even know where this guy would land. You know, like it's got to be somewhere with a good system and a good a good back. Uh, a but good back that's already going to be there because if anything, he's going to be a complimentary guy backing somebody up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So moving right along here, I'm just getting into Tajay Spears. Tajay. Tajay. What's up, Tajay? Uh, so Spears again. Like Miller, I really don't see a fantasy relevant season for him at all, no matter where he goes. Um, coming out of Tulane, decent back, right? Uh, he's definitely got good size, but, you know. Well, he's he's small, but he's, like, not like no, small from a weight standpoint. Yeah, he's a big, bigger, yeah. wider, yeah, 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 wider yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Small from a height standpoint. Yeah, small yeah. from a height standpoint. Uh, but, you know, um, I mean – I don't know. Like, again, these guys we're going into right here, I really don't see much fantasy relevance for. We could find him somewhere on a team, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets drafted at all, to be honest. I mean, he might. I don't know. I want to hear what you think, Frank. Every team needs a back. And I'll tell you what I think. I mean, it's another one of these guys that has elite speed, and he can catch the ball. So He can't catch the ball, though, dude. He can. Yeah, he can. He doesn't have that great of hands, bro. He doesn't catch the ball that well. He's good enough to catch it. I mean, everyone's good enough to catch it if the pass is fucking three yards from you, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I think he can catch the ball. And I think if you can catch the ball and you got speed in the NFL, you're going to find a job somewhere in an offense because that's what the offenses are doing these days. They're throwing the ball and they're, you know, getting it out quickly. San Francisco, places like that, you know. Yeah. How many catches does this guy have, dude? He, he had 22. 22. 22 and 19. So solid hands. Yeah. Good. <laughs> De- decent enough. Decent enough. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, right. we'll see. But I really don't see too much fantasy out of him. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I love Tajay Spears. Dude. Do you? Yes, okay. I do. Okay. Here we go. Because what I All saw. All right. Dude, we got some heat, dude. What I saw, bro, <laughs> what I saw on tape was a nasty runner, dude. Okay. Like he was, yeah, smaller, compact. But he I thought. played at Tulane, dude. At Tulane. But, dude, what have you done <laughs> to for where? me? To where? Tulane, dude. What have you done for me lately? So, to me, like, he, was, he wasn't he was on my board until I watched him torch USC in that bowl game. Okay. He was that offense, bro. I think he ran for over 200 yards. Yeah. And he was constant. Like, they just kept feeding him the ball. Mm-hmm. Passing game. Rushing game. Like, SC did not have an answer. Little Tulane, you know, <laughs> up against a Pac-12 power, you know, with multiple five-star blue chip recruits on that defense. And he was just kicking their ass and taking names, dude. Like, mm-hmm. he was just running over those guys, dude. I I think he's got enough burst to his game. Mm-hmm. He's got elite change of direction. He could stop on a dime. He will make you miss in the open field. And I love that he runs with some toughness, bro. Like, he is not afraid to bowl you over. And he's small enough and compact enough where he's a little bit difficult to tackle for some of these players, dude. Like, I mean, se- average seven yards a carry during his Tulane career. Not too lame. Yeah, too too lame. <laughs> yeah. So so the level of competition, you know, is less. So that is a little bit of a concern. You have an argument there, but twenty one total touchdowns, dude. He's got a good good bend, good change of direction. Like I said, I love his contact balance, a little lower to the ground. I love his change of direction. He could just plant his foot and go, dude. Like to me, like that's this is a three down back, dude. This is a gamer, bro. They're literally. I'm watching this guy's highlights, and this guy's at every position. He's taking snaps at wild at wildcat. He's taking. He's they're splitting him out. He's coming out of the backfield. He's playing on shotgun. Yeah. Like, this guy is a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he's got decent patience behind the line. 
Like, he was the offense, dude. And that's what I like to see. I mean, yes, he played for Tulane. To where? Tulane. <laughs> Tulane. And, like, there are some concerns. Like, I guess he has had some knee injuries in the past, dude. But, yeah, dude, he makes you miss in the open field. He breaks those arm tackles. And then on top of that, he built off of his strong game against USC because he was invited to the Senior Bowl. And he started crushing the Senior Bowl as well, dude. So, to me... He was more of a sleeper back that I'm unfortunately seeing his name kind of get thrown out there more and more. Mm-hmm. I love this guy, dude. Okay. I mean, from our dynasty standpoint, I'm not going to be able to draft him because he's not going to fall to the third round. And yeah. I only have third round picks in this draft. Me too. Oh, bro. yeah. By the way, I got your shitty offer for Jameson Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to call him out on that, dude. I was like sick as a dog, and I was like, "What the fuck is this, dude?" I Not gave you the third be- round pa- pick. That's the best I had. He offered bro. he offered a Brian package for <laughs> Jackson Williams, dude. Hey, bro, when you're winning ships, dude, and you're operating like the Rams, and you're just like, "Fuck them picks." Yeah, like, I got that's all I got, dude. I, yeah. I respect it, dude. Yeah. Whatever you gotta do, what but, you gotta do. Damn, that's that a said, terrible dude, offer. Honest, that said, dude, back to Tajay Spears, like yeah. he's easily in my top five. Okay, like I want to see where this guy goes because I see three three down back potential. Because he doesn't fall into the third down role, okay. you know, he'll, and he's a good pass blocker too, dude, on top yeah. of that. So like that he is, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. That, so, which means he's going to translate to playing yeah. time probably. So, cause he's yeah. not as good enough as a pass catcher where like, oh, this guy's going to be exclusive to right. just p- pass blocking and freaking catching balls on third down. Yeah. But like that's in my eyes, there's enough, he's got enough strengths to his game where mm-hmm. he can easily translate. I think he's going to win some teams over dude Yeah. with his pass blocking his decent enough hands, his toughness, his just to me like damn like this guy's a running back, mm-hmm. you know? Like I don't have like a comp for him in the NFL. Like nothing's coming to mind. Like he doesn't to me he doesn't look like Doug Martin, he doesn't look like Ray Rice. Ooh, and I think Dougie of those two fresh. guys cuz they're a little guy? bit undersized. But uh, that's interesting, just, man. I'm I'm actually really intrigued by the fact yeah. that you find this guy so intriguing. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think Chicago's a good spot, dude. That they is just a good lost spot. David Montgomery. They're going to need a replacement. And he's right there, dude. Like, I think he could be the three down back, but I don't know if a team's going to just give him that role. Mm-hmm. So I see a team like Chicago that's going to need a running back to really move the chains for them. I think he could be that guy. You know, he's not going to be an early round. He's not. I see him maybe being day two, day three French pick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, is I'm this, a fan, dude. Is this guy this year's Damian Pierce? No, no chance, dude. Could be, dude. That's what yeah. I'm saying. From fantasy so. perspectives, you know? Yeah. Goes to a good dude. team that is, yeah. and then he ends up being a, a god just, in dude, camp and well he's got the, the entire he's got the skill set, man. The this guy's not gonna there, be dude. an RB one like Damian Pierce is though, dude. Why not? But why what I'm saying is like just keep an eye on it, you know? If you keep uh, an eye I on mean, this guy can, in camp, he, yeah. he, and he might he, he might but do from it. a he dynasty standpoint, dude, like I see him being that second round darling, dude. Like, yeah. Second, maybe he slides to the third. It would just like I don't know if people listen to me like someone's going to Oh, I listen to you, <laughs> and it turned out terribly last year, dude. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to do a pod episode about that team yeah. that you yeah. drafted in a but redraft. But, I, I mean, if we're talking fantasy football here, keep an eye on him for redraft. Yeah. You know, remember the name, and let's see what they say about about him in training camp. You know, and then from a dynasty standpoint, like, I could see this guy being a late first, somewhere in the second round for sure. Mm-hmm. If he falls to the third, you swoop him up faster than freaking – you know, you're going to grab a pack of Coors Light from the fucking liquor store. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Frank or D, you guys want to get in Sean? 
Sean Tucker. Big Sean. Big Sean. So, Sean Tucker, in my eyes, has had a little bit of a fall from grace. Yes, he has. Yes. So, I think early in the season, he was easily touted as one of the best running backs in this draft class. Mm -hmm. And then the season happened. I started looking at the tape, and I was kind of disappointed. From what I hear, he's a very likable, coachable person. Oh, that's I so thought sweet. it was weird that you get points for being coachable. <laughs> no, not really. Fuck no. But <laughs> I just thought it was weird that one he had some weird injury that was like undisclosed, so mm-hmm. he didn't participate at the combine, and then he also didn't didn't participate at his pro day, and instead he wanted to host his own pro day. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, he was one of those guys. We got a we got a Kyrie Irving on our hands, huh? Yeah, we do. Yeah, a little bit of a Kyrie. So. I mean, he posted very impressive numbers at his pro day. You know, four three nine, four three three. Yeah. <laughs> at the Sean Tucker. I'm sorry. I'm at sorry. the Sean Tucker Invitational. I mean, twenty eight. Guys were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. I don't know. You can't really fake the bench reps. I mean, twenty eight bench reps at two twenty five is pretty solid. That's strong. Yes, it is. Forty one inch vert, solid. He's an athlete. You know, five nine, two oh seven. So another smaller, you know, but heavier back. Mm-hmm. He's got some juice. He's got some speed. He's got elusiveness. But, dude, like, he just played soft yeah. in my eyes, dude. Like, he just played way too soft. I mean, in some eyes, people were going to say, like, oh, he's so patient. Like, he played behind another bad um, offensive line. Mm-hmm. But, like, he maybe, yeah, he's just so patient. Like, I don't know. To me, I saw poor vision. And that's just my opinion. I thought he was constantly trying to bounce it outside. And he had the speed to do it. So he kind of like he kept doing it, I guess. And like, there's definitely some crispness to his game. You know, if he gets in the open field, he's he's got the speed to break away from you. He runs low to the ground. He's got some decent contact balance, but like, contact balance is one thing, and then toughness is another. Mm-hmm. It's like I just didn't see him playing with a lot of toughness. And to me, he just instantly fell into the I'm going to be a backup yeah. in the NFL. Like, yeah, it's a shame, dude. Like, I really like Sean Tucker. I think last year I had my eye on Sean Tucker as a dynasty prospect. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was just balling. <clears throat> excuse me, balling last year. And going into this last year, or two years, I'm messing up my years. But, uh, yeah, anyways, last year, yeah, he like you said, D, he kind of just fell off the cliff a little bit. Uh, didn't become really noticeable in the college game. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, he profiles similar to a lot of these other guys that are in this draft. You know, compact guy, strong dude, mm-hmm. runs between the tackles. Yep. Um, but then, again, those are a dime a dozen this draft. And do you want to waste your pick on a Sean Tucker or do you want to waste your pick on a Zach Charbonnet? You yeah. Know? I, he's got juice, so I think there's definitely some upside there. Yeah. But don't expect him – don't draft him thinking, like, oh, this guy's going to be the guy for me for the yeah. next couple of years because yeah, that's de- not what I see. Definitely not. Whatsoever. You know, and I don't want to judge a guy on, you know, character, but, like, like, why would he do and just throw in the Sean Tucker invitational? You know what I mean? I mean, like, that sounds like a very Will Levis move. <laughs> but yes. we'll get into that guy. We'll get into that guy. <laughs> we'll get into that guy a little, a little later. later. <laughs> you, got a, you got a good spot for him, Frank? He's down on our board. Spot? Right? <sighs> yeah. Man, again, this is going to, like, you guys are kind of alluding to, this is going to be another guy that really dependent on where he lands. Like, he's got to go to a good system. Um, the scary thing, I mean, I guess maybe Philly, Kansas yeah. City. Yeah, there's juice there, dude. Yeah. Like, so on the right team, you're like, huh, okay, yeah, I'll keep an eye on that. What's scary is the 
the hesitation that you were talking about and like not being able to decide of where he's going to go. Just, you can't do that in the NFL. He was it's just waiting be, for holes that never opened bro, up. Bro, yeah. if you can't do that, if you're doing that at the college level, you're going to yeah. get destroyed at NFL yeah. speed. So. so what I saw was like him waiting for holes that never opened up. Well, I'm just going to bounce it outside. And he's athletic enough to get outside and then make something out of nothing. At the college level. At the college level. Mm-hmm. So at the NFL, what's going to happen? That's a problem. Oh my God! There's no oh shit. Here comes Calais Campbell. Yeah. I'm bounce outside, and then you lose five yards, and then his ass is sitting on the bench because his coach is like, "What the hell are you doing? Why didn't you hit that hole?" Yeah. Like what hole, coach? He's like, "What do you mean what hole? You didn't see that? No, coach. I started running outside." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Sean Tucker, know. bust. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Uh, last back we got Zach Evans, Frank. Zach Evans. So Zach Evans, he's a uh, he's another big guy. Um, 511, 202, strong, patient runner. Um, really think that this guy, he's, uh, he's got really good pass catching ability. So again, another one of these guys that's, um, has good hands, but there's some question around this guy, right? Like, um, tries to cut outside too much. You know, he's, he's not, he doesn't, he like, doesn't believe what he sees when he's running in between the tackles. And that's kind of a, that's a big problem to me. Yeah. What do you guys think? He's intriguing to me. He's very intriguing to me. Because, so here's a fun fact. He was rated ahead of Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I was going to say, D, yes. I don't know if you remember this. I don't mean to cut you off, but earlier in the college season, I said there's two guys that stand out to me. It's Bijan and Zach Evans. And yes. I almost ranked Zach Evans above Bijan just because of his tape. This dude can run the ball, boys. I'm not going to lie. But he does have some issues, right? Uh, again, he's like a lot of these guys. He he's has hip tightness. He's a very upright runner. Yeah. So I mean that could be a problem. Also, his he did fumble a lot. I mean, you, again, like we alluded to, you're not going to see the NFL playing field if you fumble the ball. But I mean, he is a very intriguing prospect. I think. I see change of pace back. Yeah. He's a split backfield back. I don't see three down, and I just like there's something weird with like so. He went to I'm I'm pretty sh- confident on this. I'm pretty sure he went to TCU yep. and, and lost the job to who? Uh, he yeah. lost it to Kendra Miller. That's true. So and then yeah. he moved on. Yeah, you know? I so think it's he like, always also had a and I might be wrong on this, but I think I read up on it that uh he was gonna go to Georgia. And we all know how those Georgia running backs fair in yeah. the NFL. But anyways, Great. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Todd Gurley was good. That was fun while it lasted. Yeah. But yeah, he is very intriguing. For that sure. was a fun. One. I, he's got like some traits. He's got he's got the size. You know, he's got the size of an NFL back. There's some suddenness. There's some burst. He could bounce outside. You know, but at the same time, like he just, you kind of get the sense that he just he's like slow at processing the field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't like for someone of his size. I want to see him move the ball more. But there's just a lot of times on tape where I see him hit the line and the line doesn't move. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. To me, he's going to project as a change of pace back, more of like the downhill. I mean, it's I can't even call him the early down guy because, like I said, he just didn't move the ball. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw Jacksonville out there. That's I think good. I think he'd be a good change of pace for uh, Travis Etienne. That's a good spot, actually, man. Yeah. I actually like that spot a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. You got to be able to. Pr- you got to be able to pass and protect, dude. For just for the sake of time, like there's a. W- there's easily more backs that we can talk about. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah we yeah. can go into detail I mean, on a lot. I got a couple honorable mentions I want to throw out there. Izzy Abacanda. Okay. He's another one of those guys, dude. My Abacanda got. No. <laughs> <laughs> Clutch. Yeah, another great fantasy name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
dude, Izzy, super young, highly productive, 21 total touchdowns. This guy, I'm just going to touch on him real quick. Super instinctive, great vision, burst and runaway gear. Like, you guys hear all that, like, well, why aren't we, why aren't we diving into him? Well, he's got no power to his game. He goes down way too easily. He's got fumbling issues. He's 100% going to be a committee back. Mm-hmm. You know, he still has to develop as a blocker, still has to develop as a, as a pass catcher. He's like on tape. He's fun. Like that's a good running back, but he's going to be one of those guys where you're like, man, like this guy looks so good in college. Like, why isn't it translating? You know, but he's young enough. There's a chance if he lands in the right spot. Yeah. Another guy like that. McBride, dude, Roche, uh, Dwayne McBride is interesting. He dude. is very interesting. Yeah. I think aside from Bijan pound for pound from a r- strictly running standpoint, he looked like the best runner. Yeah. Like in the class behind Bijan. You know what he kind of reminds me of? Not necessarily a player, but like the sneaky, like, oh, keep your eye on this guy is Kareem Hunt. Remember how Kareem Hunt like yes. put up a bunch of like yes, dude. Yeah. huge, this like landing spot will be huge for this yeah, guy. Yeah, dude. dude. So we'll see. But he's got, in my, what I saw, dude, elite lateral, lateral agility, contact balance, vision. Like he's just one of those guys. Like that's a, that's a fucking running. Yeah, back keep boy, your eye so, on him. You know for what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But. He can't block, and he had five catches over two years. So you <laughs> yeah. want to talk about Whoa. not being able to catch the ball? He cannot catch the ball. So yeah. that easily, dude, PPR, right? Yeah. You can't catch the ball. That's going to diminish your value. Yeah. You know, he's going to fall into that. Like I'm only going to run the ball, mm-hmm. kind of mode. But like you said, sneaky play. Maybe. Sneaky play, we'll and see. then the, the the last sneaky play, in my opinion, would be Roshan Johnson, the other Texas running back. He was the change of pace guy for Bijan. He could be sneaky, bro. Like, he's got some good traits to his game. Like, as a runner, mm-hmm. like, you're kind of like, eh. Like, he's an average. To me, like, I saw, like, he was just an overall average running back. Yeah. But what's going to get him on NFL teams and what's going to get him on the field is he looks like that guy that's going to be a great special teamer. So, he doesn't look like a can't. I don't think he'll be a late-round pick. I think he'll be a middle-round pick. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's gonna perform on special teams, which is going to keep him on the roster. He could pass block, and he can catch the ball. So with those traits, I think he's going to see the field. He, to me, feels like a great handcuff. Yeah. Like, that's what he feels like to me. So keep an eye on him. Maybe he gets paired up with Bijan. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. He's got some good traits, dude. You know, like lateral, can get get to the outside, get quick feet, you know, fairly physical. I don't, he's not like Derrick Henry, but by no means, like, he can move the ball. He was a great change of pace back you yeah. know, for Bijan. Agreed. Yeah. That's, All right, guys. That's our running backs. That is our running back. Let's power through these tight ends real quick. Let's do it. Um, so just like the running back class, the tight end class is actually really deep mm-hmm. as well. I think several of these ba- several of these tight ends are going to take be taken in the first three rounds. Um, for me, I love taking a shot on tight ends when it comes to dynasty. So That's kind of what I I try to find in those little gems, I guess. Those diamonds. If you in the have rough. one, you have it for life, dude. Yeah, exactly. Because yep. if you could hit on one of these tight ends. Like nobody was taking Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You know, in the top five of their dynasty. Look at draft, me, dude. dude. I drafted Kyle Pitts and Trey McBride. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, yeah, because you drafted Kyle Pitts, bro. <laughs> yeah, because he's up, ass. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, to your point, D, I think if you hit on a tight end in dynasty in particular, yeah. Like, you're set up a position for at least five, six yeah. years or so. So yeah, I took Travis Kelsey when we started our dynasty league, and like people have been saying, he's on the he's and he's gonna true. fall off any time. One of those guys, and, and he's yeah. still being the man. <laughs> he's still the man, dude. So still the they man. They can last for fifteen years. They Speaking can. of Travis Kelsey, 
let's talk about Dalton Kincaid. Let's do it. Who, I mean, spoiler alert, I think if there's someone that's going to become Travis Kelsey in this draft class, it's going to be Dalton Kincaid. So do you think Put some respect hand, on his name. So do you think he's like by far and away like one of the best tight end prospects in the last five, ten years? He is my tight end one in this class. Okay. I would probably put him in better I'd than Mayer, huh? Yes, wow. I would say he is. Do you like him better than Pitts <sighs> when he was coming out? See, dude, and here's a no. Okay. No, because Pitts coming out, like we thought, just from a tape a standpoint, <laughs> we thought we thought we were getting <laughs> Megatron, but at tight end. Yeah, yeah and dude. Stuff. You know <laughs> where, and while Dalton Kincaid is athletic, you know it's that's just not him, dude. Like yeah. it's easy to project that for Pitts just because like. You saw it at the combine. You saw it on the film, blah yeah. blah blah, and stuff like when when you were trapped when you were scouting Travis Kelsey, way back when, like you didn't really see those traits and go like, oh my god, this guy's the next coming of this, right? 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 You know, he kind of developed into that, and now he's that. Now he's the guy. He's the guy that everyone's reaching for, and I see a lot of that in Kincaid here. Mm-hmm. You know, so Dalton Kincaid went to Utah, six four, two forty two, so height there, uh, weight average for a tight end i'd say um he he's coming out as a senior very productive you know career numbers he's at 14 1414 receiving yards over 100 catches 16 total touchdowns great ball skills Mm -hmm. very strong hands he's fluid with his body he i see him making catches at all levels so he's got a wide catch radius he's got some loose hips he runs routes like a wide receiver like our boy Travis Kelsey, and he's constantly winning those contested catches. And Utah's offense runs through the tight ends. So he was the top target in that offense, but he had a fairly deep route tree as well, you know? So, and I felt like he was comfortable working all levels at the field. If Mm -hmm. they're going to, if they're going to, they could hit him short, intermediate, they could throw it deep. He was making those plays and he's got enough speed to create some separation at the tight end level. Um, he was very slippery in the open field. He was breaking arm tackles, stiff arms. You know, no tight end in, in, in this class is more dangerous with the ball in their hands, in my opinion. Um, as far as his weaknesses, blocking, he's not a strong blocker off the line of scrimmage. They didn't really ask him to do that a lot. Um, he has the willingness to block, but he doesn't really have that size to move anybody. He has shown some tendency to get injured. He did miss the combine in the senior ball due to some injuries. But... In my opinion, I think he's the most dynamic tight end prospect in this class from a fantasy football standpoint. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. we don't get points for blocking. Right. We get points for catching balls and scoring touchdowns. And that's what this guy did yeah. in college. Um, he's already projected to go in the first round. Like I said, to me, he's the closest guy to Travis Kelsey in this group. Did that st- Am I saying he's going to be Travis Kelsey? Of course no, not. No, but that's kind of what I see in his game. Yeah. You know, Travis, he's lined up, you know, in the slot not really on the line, not asked to block a ton mm-hmm. and stuff, and he could attack at all levels of the field. So if he could get put in the right system and stay healthy, I think he's going to be that cornerstone tight end for your dynasty team. And his landing spot will determine where he's going to fall. Again, if he see, if I see him land on a, like the right team, I'm, I think he's going to go top five you okay. know, in a, in a one QB league. Now where do you think he's going to land? Or what's a good landing spot for him? Oh, I'd love the Chargers. They're not going to draft him, but I'd love it, dude. That would you, be you give Justin Herbert his Travis Kelsey, dude. Yeah, I mean they're not going to draft him. That's not what I mean. They're bringing in the 
the Dallas offense, you know, mm-hmm. where they love to use multiple tight ends, you know, 12, se- you know, 12 man sets. And, but those 12, those tight ends are on the line and that's not yeah. really his strength. Yeah. But from like a w- overall weapon standpoint and just the young quarterback and just developing that report, like, dude, give me, give the chargers, Dalton Kincaid, give Justin Herbert that weapon, dude. I would love to see that. Yeah. I also like that landing spot as well. I think that'd be interesting. Another interesting one I think would be, I mean, <clears throat> they didn't use their tight end last year, but it would be interesting to see if he went to Miami. I think the Dolphins need a tight end bad, and yeah. they didn't utilize Gasecki at all last year. And you know, Gasecki's a good comp though. Yeah, and they got Reek yeah. and they got Waddle over there. And, you know, they're the focus of that offense. But I really think if you get a playmaking tight end like Kincaid out there, and you know, utilize his talents, I think he could do some great things fantasy wise in that system that the makes Jags. those runs. Like yeah, Jags is another solid spot yeah. too. Yeah, I was gonna say the Packers. <laughs> That's a good spot because they yeah. like to because if he doesn't profile as a running tight yeah. end, you know they like to split their tight ends out a lot. Here's there. a nasty one that I think might happen: the Bengals. Ooh, Ooh. that's a good one. They need yeah. a tight end too. They Another need a tight end yeah. weapon for Joe Cool, dude. You guys like Kincaid? Or am I the only one? I do like Kincaid. Um, you know he he was wasn't that you know hugely talked about to be honest. Like yeah. last season until later in the year. But yeah, he's an intriguing prospect. I think, I think he's definitely the top prospect for sure in in the tight end class. Um, but I think a lot of, in terms of fantasy purposes, a lot of it, like a lot of these prospects, is going to have to do with landing spot. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see where he lands and see if he can make the most of it. Uh, moving along here, guys, I'm going to get into Michael Meyer, aka Halloween Boogeyman, baby. The boogie boogie. The boogie man. This guy was the consensus, probably number one tight end prospect before I would say Kincaid kind of made a push up, up on those charts. But 6'4, 265, tight end, tight end out of Notre Dame. Uh, huge boy, guys, right? Huge baby strong Gronk. frame. What's that? Yeah, baby yeah. Gronk. He got baby Gronk comparisons all season. Uh, massive hands, great body control. He's not too fast. Um, he ran a four seven at the forty. So he's uh, slow. Yeah, so he's pretty slow. <laughs> not he's not much fast. burst or wiggle to his slow. game. Uh, <laughs> and again, blocking—that's going to be an issue as a tight end. You know, in this day and age, as a tight end, you need to block, dude. Yeah. And he doesn't have you know the best blocking capabilities. Despite uses his, his size. body too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, way uses his body way too much. Uh, they definitely need. Um, he definitely needs help in that area. He probably is the safest bet in the tight end class. Uh, again, we don't, I mean, we probably know what he's going to get as a rookie, right? I mean, well, we don't, depending on landing spot. But if I had to guess, maybe like 40 catches, 40, 50 yeah. catches, 500 yards, couple TDs, right? And let's just premise this, like, tight the, the rookie tight ends are intriguing from a dynasty standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this is, if we're talking redraft, you're not drafting any of these guys. Yeah. Uh, 99 times out of 100, a rookie tight end does not put up fantasy numbers. Yeah. You know, tight ends is one of those positions where it takes two to three years to learn at an NFL level. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And to swap with you, Frank, I think uh, in terms of your last landing spot, I think Mike Myers would make a good spot in Green Bay. Um, Jordan Love, we're going to presume, is going to be the starting quarterback over yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we know that rookie quarterbacks tend to lean on their tight ends. Again, Mike Myers is the safest tight end prospect in this class. He'll probably be utilized out there from day one. So I think Green Bay is a good spot for him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it's I 
if I'm if you're gonna ask me where I think he's gonna get drafted, I think Mike Myers going to the Chargers. Hmm. I think another good landing spot for him is actually gonna be Cincinnati. That's also good. So spot. you know, because they're looking for a tight end, he's just good enough at everything. Mm-hmm. First you round. Know? Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Easily first round. He's he could he's he could block good enough. Um, for his size, he's got great hands, great body control, wins those contested catches. Like, so all that, like he's got those strong intangibles in his game. The problem that I don't see is I just don't see the athleticism. Yeah. He's a little rigid. Yeah. He's very, yeah. Doesn't have the wiggle. Doesn't have the burst. When they, when they throw to him, he's going to catch it. He was the focal point of that offense. You know, good catching in traffic, good in contested catches, Got those big hands, could catch the ball, all levels. He just, but I think his lack of athleticism caps his fantasy upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we're talking from a fantasy football standpoint, he's less Travis Kelsey and he's more Jason Witten. About Dallas. Mind. Yeah. It's about 100%. Dallas. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, tight end as well. All right. Darnell Washington. Yep. So this is the, I think this is the biggest tight end in this entire class of the top tight ends basically this guy's Size. massive six seven yeah, boy 264 this is mean what i would profile more as a blocking tight end 100%. from an nfl perspective like he could catch the ball but he's not going to be he's not going to be darren waller for you you know no. like this guy's profiling to me more like a mercedes lewis type guy like he might have that game where he has two catches for two touchdowns because he's on the line blocking martellus bennett dude. oh yeah there you go yeah there's a big tight well end. damn well even martellus bennett had some productive years like fantasy relevance. Yeah. 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 I think this guy's got, he's got some abilities, you know? So yeah, again, it's just going to really matter where this guy goes. Um, The cool thing is though, this guy's probably going to be on the field all the time Mm -hmm. because he can block. Therefore, if you're on the field, you're going to get opportunities just by volume. So nope, I agree, dude. I agree. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers here, six, seven, two, 64, 11 inch hands. And like, the combine he ran a four six. That's pretty fast for that. He ran a four freaking six four. Yeah, for that size, dude, four six two sixty five. He's like a lineman out there, and I think there was tape of him like pushing the sled, dude. Like here's the offensive lineman at the combine trying out for the NFL that could barely move the sled, and here's Darnell Washington about to freaking flip the sled over, dude. <sighs> it was incredible. And on top of that, he doesn't get asked to catch a lot. Yeah, he does. But the dude can catch. Yeah, he can catch. He had that crazy Odell catch, dude. Yeah. You know, at the combine where I think he caught it like, you know, in stride with one hand. Mm-hmm. Super impressive. And like, yeah, that's Darnell Washington, the blocking tight end. Yeah. Wow. So it's intriguing to me because I think you hit everything on the head, dude. Like freaking elite athleticism. His athleticism is off the charts, you know, and like you take that size, you take that speed, you know, good blocker. So he's going to be on the field and he can catch when called upon. I think he's going to be leaned on more as a blocking tight end than, yeah. a cast, than a catching tight end. But I see him being schemed as like a red zone threat. Exactly. You know? So once again, I think that caps his overall fantasy upside, mm-hmm. you know, dynasty hundred percent. You draft him. Like if you yeah. sit in there second, third round, you have to take this guy. Um, and then you just stash him on your taxi squad for the first ex- year. Yeah, exactly. You know, like just let him learn, let him learn the game, dude, you know, but he's in, he's intriguing, dude. He's because, you know, you, I think you get everyone sees the athleticism and, you know, the upside is there. The ceiling is there, but he's so good as a blocker, dude. I just don't see a team drafting him to be that freaking pass catching weapon that yeah. we want to see for fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mercedes Lewis. Yep. Boom. Or Kyle Pitts. Just blocks yep. oh, all God. the time. <laughs> Fuck you, Arthur Smith. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, I'm going to move on to uh, – actually, real quick, I think Jacksonville's a good spot for him, dude. Yeah, you know, Jacksonville's a great spot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, another weapon for Trevor Lawrence. Another weapon, and then, yeah. and he'll block. And he'll block. But moving on, I'm going to talk about Sam Laporta. Tight end, Iowa, 6'4", 249, coming out as a senior. Um, productive, dude. I didn't. He didn't have, like, the Kincaid numbers, but I'm, like, looking at his senior year, 58 catches, 657 yards, a few touchdowns. And some of his strengths, I think, are just going to be his abilities as a catcher, you mm-hmm. know, and his route running. More so his route running than, I guess, his hands. But he was a former wide receiver. He runs routes very well. He can be lined up inside or outside on the slot, on the line. They put him all over the field, you know. And he's got some separation with his route running mm-hmm. and stuff because he's very crisp. He's got some good feet, some good short area quickness, could quickly chan- uh, ch- quickly plant his feet, change direction. And he's good when he's got the ball in his hands, dude. Yeah. He's, he shined after the catch because he's got that elusiveness to make defenders miss. You know, he actually averaged 31.1 yards after the catch, second in his class. And I know this doesn't really matter from a fantasy standpoint, but everybody raved about this guy from a character standpoint and stuff. He I mean, was a team captain. That could translate, you know? Yeah. I think it's going to translate. It doesn't translate to points. It doesn't translate to points, but I think it's going to translate <laughs> to him getting on yeah. the field. He's yeah, coachable. I was going to say yeah. it translates yeah. to playing He's coachable. Time. Dude, yeah. He's yeah. Sure. a team captain. He said he went back to school because it was important for him to be the team captain. And then coaches says like his production and the impact are a direct reflection of the work that he put in. Yeah. Now, to kind of correct what I said earlier, I love, I think his strength is his route running. I think the problem is are his hands. Mm-hmm. I think he's got some soft hands and some solid body control, but he doesn't make the difficult catches. Yeah. He's very prone to concentration drops. I think from a contested catch standpoint, he's one of the weakest in this class, mm-hmm. which is a huge red flag for me. Yeah. And blocking. When he's the lead blocker, he's more of like a run his body into you, like mm-hmm. a like a slam. You know, he just slams into contact instead of latching on yeah. and c- trying to control the defender. Um, so I think he's going to lose some points for blocking. But he he's coming from Iowa. That's kind of becoming a little bit of a tight end factor. That here. was going to be my point, dude. TJ yeah. Hawkinson. Exactly. I, right. I don't think he is athletic as Hawkinson, mm-hmm. but I see him playing tougher than Hawkinson. And you mentioned George Kittle, dude. Like, there's some George Kittle to his game mm-hmm. for me. I think this could be a sneaky pick, you know, because I do see some George Kittle to his game, and it shows on the field and off the field, but he's nowhere near the blocker that Kittle is, and his hands aren't as good either. Um, he's not that do-it-all tight end. I think he's going to be a lot more scheme-dependent. If he lands on the right team, given the opportunity, I could see him being valuable, but I got to keep an, I gotta keep an eye and see where he lands. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, like, Tyler Higby. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good comp, dude. I did like the fact that he seemed to play big in the biggest games. He did. Yeah, he did ball out in the bowl games that they played. And, in. you know, the point you made about the tight end university, like, I think that's a thing, dude. Like, you look at some of these schools and the players they turn out at each position. Yeah. Like, they typically translate well to the NFL. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, wide receivers at Ohio State usually ball out at the next level. Yep. Cornerbacks from Florida State usually ball out at the next level. Yep. I mean, you know, you don't want to take your chances based on that, but, you know, it's it's something to look at moving forward. So I'm going to get into our last guy here, guys. Luke Musgrave, uh, tight end out of Oregon State, 
big boy as well, 6'6", 253. Age 22, uh, he is coming out as a senior. What's nice about him, he can line up both in the slot and on the line. Uh, and he also runs a 4'6", which is super fast Yeah, as a tight end. those That big boy can run. Uh, fluid catcher of the ball, looks dangerous in intermediate levels of the field. Uh, some weaknesses here, only pl- played two games final season, and that's kind of a note to touch on here because I think – Going into the season, I think a lot of people had Myers, Kincaid, and Musgrove as their top three. Yes. Right? And then so those those that injury, right, which is a knee injury, by the way, which is a problem, right? You always want to monitor knee injuries. Red flag. Yeah, big red flag. Um, those knee injuries obviously limit, limited his production. But like I said, he was a consensus top three prospect at the position. Again, I think it's another where is he going to land type deal. Um, you know, there's a number of teams that could probably use his capabilities, but you know, he also has those 50, 50 on those 50, 50 balls. Yeah. 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 He's got to be more aggressive in on the field for sure. We'll see how he does though. Yeah. Frank, any thoughts? Yeah. It's like this guy had profiles as like a very highly athletic guy. Like he's got, he's huge, long arms, soft hands, elite speed. Right. But like to, to your point, it's consistency like 50 50 balls are 50 50 mm-hmm. balls yeah. yeah so yeah it, i kind of came away not really underwhelmed but i'm like he's just a little bit of all these guys yeah you know just kind of very average he's got some athleticism some size like washington you know kind of good after the catch like kincaid mm-hmm. you know well-rounded like meyer yeah you know i think 100 percent like he's gonna get drafted in the first three rounds you know mm-hmm. but his health is gonna be a concern yeah like he's gonna go to a team like there's a path there for him to be a relevant you know fantasy tight end but mm-hmm. it's a like not a love yeah in my definitely like but again like he had that juice coming into the season he's a big boy big body and, and I for think how big he is he can't block yeah yeah that's no, true. That's very, a good point. Yeah, very inconsistent. Yeah. It all circles back to blocking, dude. If you yeah. can't block, you're not on the field, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. as a tight end yeah. and a running back this yeah. episode that we're Especially doing. Especially at the tight end. Cool, guys. Anything um, else? You wrap give, up? Me your, give me your top five. Uh, tight ends. ends? Yeah. What are your rankings? I think it's pretty much in this order that we just did it, man. I think uh, – I mean, I think you have an argument of Mike Myers, number one overall, just because I think he is the safest bet coming yeah. out. Um, so I would say Myers and Kincaid are interchangeable at the one and two, but then, yeah, following after that, I think it's Washington, uh, Laporta and Musgrove three, four, five. Yeah. I got Meyer, Washington, Kincaid, Musgrave and Tucker Craft. Washington ahead of Kincaid. Yeah. God, you're high. So I'm going Kincaid. I'm just intrigued by that size, brother. Yeah, I know. dude. I'm going Kincaid, in love with that size. Meyer, Musgrove, Washington, Laporta. Yeah. Um, good. let's close out cause we didn't touch on this earlier running backs. My top five, Bijan, Gibbs, Spears, A-Chain. Man, you love you some Spears, huh? Yeah. That's really interesting, dude. I'm really excited to see how that plays out, dude. Hopefully you're right. That would be awesome. Uh, Yeah, for me, kind of similar, but not really. I'd say Bijan, Gibbs, obviously, top two. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to go with – I'm not in love with Zach, but I definitely think he's probably the third best prospect. I'm going to go Tank at four. I'm going to go – Zach Evans at five. Oh, dude, I totally screwed up. I completely fr- forgot about Charbonnet. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, let's redo that. So dude. <laughs> let's do this. So let's do this again then. So I'm gonna go Bijan Gibbs. I'm still gonna put Spears at three. Okay. And let's go 
Charbonnet four. Okay. Eighteen five. You heard it here for here first, guys. All right. Spears over Charbonnet. It's my, mine's simple. It's a uh, BJ fifty feet of shit and everybody else. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's about <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, I got Bijan, Gibbs, A Chain, Charbonnet, and then top five Spears because I'm I really like Spears too. Oh. Cool. All right. Nice. Cool. All well, right, that's guys. what we got today. Is that it? This is it. Cool. Let's All right, guys. On. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Around the Cooler. Next week we will be talking about, or I don't know, next week, next couple of days. We'll be talking about quarterbacks and wide receivers, rookie quarterbacks, wide receivers. Excited to get into that. But yeah, until we see you guys. Later. Later. Cheers.